0: Episode 567, November 15th, 2021. Mike O'Mara, Radio
1: Entertainment. This is The Robin Joe Show.
2: Two minutes until showtime.
1: A f-ing
0: great show.
2: Listening to The Robin Joe Show. Robbie Robinson does not get enough credit. The Robin Joe Show, my two favorite guys.
1: Monday,
3: yes it's Monday Well, as promised, and, and by the way, I just did you listen to the last Rob and Joe show, Aaron? I did. As a matter of fact, I listened to it today, and I actually wanted to bring up a couple of things. We well, well before
2: there. you do, I just want to make sure. I definitely said you were going to be on this week, yeah. and Justin was going to be on the following week. Correct. Okay. And then, Robbie tweeted out that Justin would be on, and then also texted Justin and said, where the hell are you? Both those things happened. No, happen. I did not say, where the hell are you? Something to
0: that effect. No, I just said, let me know when you guys are on. That was it. Yeah, hurry up. No, I never said hurry up. I wasn't (laughs) urgent. I said, hey, I'm on whenever you guys are at Gramps. Let me know. All right, I know. I was, I was, I was hyperbole. Is that how it's said? Yeah, hyperbole. All right, well, stop hyperbole being me.
2: Well, well, uh, so. We got Eric Woodworth. Hey, what's up? It guys? was a tough get. Hey, Eric drove all the way here from wherever the fuck he lives. It's like an hour and a half away.
3: Yeah, I live. In, I live. I live in Eldersburg. I'm not scared to let the listeners know that. But I
2: believe for the second time ever on the show, Larry, fucking Larry. friend Larry here. is here.
3: God, I'm excited about Larry. The yeah, Larry's input
2: so will be valuable. Yeah. He's not even talking now. We're literally saying his name. Yeah. What's up, Larry? Can you tell the audience why you came today? Because I want to talk to you about that.
1: So Gramps was, Gramps was drinking uh, Orange Smashes. Because and, uh, of you. Because of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, it was Easter of this year, and it was time to dial him back a little bit with a, with a better choice.
2: Well, you mean less alcohol. So what Larry did was said, hey, maybe I, like I can this. get... Gramps hooked on twisted tea. Mm. It's less expensive, and it has less alcohol intake. Yeah. So Larry showed up with a box of twisted teas. It only had like four, and I don't know what that was all about. But he brings, It's a long drive. He brings oh, it yeah. over, <laughs> and he says, hey, Gramps, exactly. here's a twisted tea. Try this. And I know Larry had good intentions, mm-hmm. but what did Gramps say when he took the twisted tea? What did he say?
1: He said, hey, this tea's not bad at all.
3: And then he said, go ahead, Eric. Hey, he goes, he was like, oh, you know, I stopped drinking. That was the first thing he said. Yeah. He, goes, oh, he, goes, yeah. oh, what? he goes, oh, well, maybe don't take it. He's like, no, I, I, can't, I can't take my sleeping pill if I take this. And he's like, he's I like, guess I'm not having my <laughs> sleeping pill. Yeah. So he had stopped <laughs> drinking,
2: and Larry said, no, no, no,
1: no, no, restart. <laughs> For the record, I did try to take it back.
2: And then he said, I'm also not going to take my medication. <laughs> So he's back drinking, and he's not taking his medication. So, I mean, look,
3: I love. Gramps. I mean, I'm gonna admit though, Larry, the effort that you put in to stop Gramps from drinking <laughs> was, was was like yeah. the same uh, fucking Casey Anthony put in to stop like in parenting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you
2: said you did listen to last week's show. I know we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but give me your thoughts.
3: It's a good show. I loved it. I like when you guys are talking about uh uh uh. Titties you saw in a movie first Did you have Um, any Could you weigh in Yeah so hey Mine was really I thought a good I think I might have seen a titty before But the first one I remember Very vividly and clearly Was uh Whatever the chick's name is From the movie Uh uh, under siege. The oh Stephen yeah, Steven Seagal movie. I don't
2: remember her name, but she was a Playboy playmate. Yes, with the blonder. She came out of the cake for some reason. She didn't know where she was, yeah. and for no reason, yeah. she
3: just is like, "Oh, I just I'm in my locker room, and I usually strip dance while I'm here by myself." Well, <laughs> she's I rem- an amazing rack. And I also <laughs> remember
2: about that is that she, you know, Steven Seagal saves the day. And then at the end, she decides just to start making out with Steven Seagal. <laughs>
3: just for no uh-huh. reason. Just uh, He's so uh, completely irresistible that uh, I mean, I've been down a Steven Seagal hole the last like uh, two months. Well, let's spend some time him with him that. Karate. Okay,
2: so let's spend some time with Steven Seagal movies. But let me first say... Uh, Erica Eleniak. That's it. There and I'll go. ask Robbie first. What two Academy Award nominated actors are in the movie Under Siege? I know you know. Robbie, do you know?
0: One of them's Gary Busey. Gary Busey for sure. Can't remember the second one. It's been a while.
2: The great Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Al Gore's roommate at Harvard, along with Bob Summerbee. But anyway, so let me say that I'm some... Let me tell you why I love Steven Seagal movies. Always. I like my hero. If you watch a Stallone movie, Mm -hmm. it's the last fight. It's always the same. Stallone's in the fight. He's losing, 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 losing. He grabs something out of
3: the wall, shoves it in the guy, and then he wins. Barely wins. Skin of his teeth. He
2: barely survives. Mm-hmm. But Seagal it's never close.
3: No, you're he'll right.
2: He'll chop you in half. He'll break your arm. He'll break your leg. He'll do he'll humiliate you. There's even one The
3: only thing that actually slows down Steven Seagal, like his only weakness is bullets. Like literally that's his only Yeah, he could be the only shot, thing that could stop him. But barely Slowing me down
2: too. <laughs> you know, one other thing. Have you ever seen? Now this is one of, not one of my favorites, but it does have the most. I, I think it's the most hilarious scene.
3: Okay. Have you seen the movie On Deadly Ground? Uh, the, yes. Or is I get On Deadly Ground mixed up with the Glimmer Man sometimes? Yeah. But are they, they're both ones where he wears a Native American jacket. That's correct. Right? Okay. But on Deadly Ground, in the very first scene,
2: he makes somebody he makes somebody his bitch playing what game?
3: Uh Ooh, I'm going to go with um, Connect Four.
2: A lot of times people call the game Hot Hand. It's also called Slap Hand. Oh, so you just... It's where you put <laughs> your palms face up and the other guy puts his, his, his hands facing down and he slaps this guy so much with his karate <laughs> that he humiliates him. And he decides to not to be eco-friendly moving forward. And if you check out On Deadly Ground you can see that, but I do love a lot of Steven Seagal movies. But they do.
3: I, Hard to Kill is probably my personal that's favorite. That's a great
2: one. Hard to Kill, I my favorite, and we'll get to my favorite in a second, but, but which you can probably guess, but Hard to Kill is great because he's in a coma for, I don't know how long he's in a coma for, six years, he, yeah, five years, Yeah, something like whatever. that, yeah. And somehow he's a kind of weak, but his it's body- also,
3: It's also coma-induced by bullets. You need to understand right. that. He got he's... shot so many times, he's like, I gotta sleep for six years to heal.
2: But when he got out of his- coma which he had not used his muscles for six years he was still able to take a uh the 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 top of a mop handle and move himself through the hospital <laughs> he was surreal. able to go down the elevator <laughs> kelly LeBrock was he was able to get into a car yeah and yeah. he was able to speed off and then he was able to train within a few weeks well
3: you don't forget that he he also to fix his muscles he immediately had acupuncture that i think he did to himself he, like acupunctures. he acupunctures himself. Remember the the, the needles were smoking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, li- I mean, he does make smoking needles.
2: And that's but... how he was able to oh, get God. himself. But I think it's pretty easily the best Steven Seagal movie has got to be Scroofies. Marked for Death.
3: <laughs> Marked for Death. Now, if you really haven't
2: good. seen Marked for Death, Marked for Death is about when Steven Seagal uh, he there's there's a bad influence, a bad Jamaican drug influence in his mm. town, and he's not going to let that he slide. No, no,
3: but they get to his family
2: first. And and one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, okay, the is,
3: dangerous, most dangerous thing in the Steven Seagal film is being related to him. Yeah, you don't movie. want to be related. It's <laughs> the last to him. thing
2: you want to be. <laughs> but remember, his sister, she goes, "I hate you" or whatever, because but she really doesn't. She loves him, uh, mm-hmm. but she's upset because her kid got shot, or no, he overdosed. He overdosed. Yeah, yeah. And then
3: on oh, all that Jamaican weed, it was yes. too strong. And then, and then
2: I remember what Steven Seagal says to the doctor. He goes, "I want you to treat this kid like the president of the United States." <laughs> and the doctor says, "We treat all our patients the same." He said, "Like the president of the
3: United States," and that's when he knew. That uh, he needed to be treated with a different degree of respect because well, do you think? But yeah, you didn't know like who, who's in office? Bill Clinton. What if they were Bush guys? You know? Well, let's be honest. If yeah. Donald Trump is in jail, most of the doctors are going
2: to murder this fucker, right? Yeah, so right? yeah, so that's it, what you should say is treat him like the
3: president of the United States that the last one you voted for. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want you I, to treat I, him like. I need you to treat him like Kelly LeBrock. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what I need you to do.
2: Yeah. So anyway, um. Let's talk uh, uh, Robbie Robinson from the last episode. Now, we talked...
3: Are you a patron? Are you a patron? I'm not. I've not, I've never paid for the Robin Joe okay. show.
2: Well, there's certainly something. It's probably but worth. I should. Him. I should do it.
3: It's probably worth five
2: bucks to listen to the was it? It's two pa- Patreons ago, which I it might be our best ever. It's a Robbie heavy episode where he talks. He takes you through his dating life, right? Mm-hmm. But you get to fast forward to the episode now, where Robbie's been dating a girl for five days, and now he, we've <laughs> got to determine whether or not she's coming to Thanksgiving dinner.
3: Yeah, that's well. I heard that on the last robin Joe show that and he, she he had been invited, and it was five days. You got an invite to, to no, Thanksgiving? It no, it was
1: weeks.
2: Well, well, hold on. I mean, let, it might have been weeks, but we're talking about two weeks. It's not like you said weeks. Plural, How long, for the
1: record, do you know? Exactly. How long?
2: Yeah. How long, Robbie? Do you it, know? It was. It was about two weeks when we recorded about. the last show. Two weeks from the last show, and he said, "Would you like to come?" I to hope my, she's not a Would you like to come to Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he was. He's. I think he said
0: twenty percent. Is that what he said? Fifteen percent. Yeah, i said fifteen or twenty percent chance that she would say okay. yes. And Larry, um, just I'm going to defend myself again. <laughs> Our Thanksgiving, it's not. It's not a family event like Christmas. It's more open to, you know, people coming. And it also happens to be my birthday, Larry. So it was kind of like mm. I felt bad not inviting her. I got gotcha. you. Sure, no, by
2: the well, way, you, no. yeah. I if don't.
3: anything, Joe, why are you, you cock-blocking uh,
2: Robbie on his birthday? I'm you know? not cock-blocking him. So... Well, yeah, All I'm Joe. saying is, is that I I <laughs> yeah. worry about my brother. I want to make sure <laughs> I that have a track record guy. He <laughs> doesn't have the <laughs> best track record. Okay. Same. By the way, Eric, how but, long have we known each other? Have we even known each
3: uh, other ten years? Yeah, me probably not even not right. Maybe like 2013, 2014. Like we knew each other a little, like little. Even
2: when I invited you to do the murder mystery, I just kind of knew you. Yeah, you'd maybe right? even been up to Coco
3: Lane a single
2: time. Right. So so how many girlfriends has Robbie had in that time?
3: Uh, I don't know. Probably the same amount as quarterbacks Cleveland's had. (laughs) He also dated Tim Couch. He
2: dated some of the quarterbacks. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I just worry, right? Now, I'm not saying that my brother's always wrong. I think this last relationship, Mm. he definitely was not his fault. But I just want him to be careful because I I worry a little bit about him. But whatever, he's a grown man. He's not going to, whatever. But anyway... And I swear, if this girl comes to Thanksgiving, th- that I'd be fine with that. That's that's would be fine. But we don't know that yet. But I don't know
3: if there's what an update. What are you? What are you more worried about? Uh, the girlfriend coming? Just her. Uh her and the impression that she's going to leave with you, you all, or the impression that specifically probably Gramps will leave on her. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, so I guess like I, I imagine I just imagine a little situation they're doing <laughs> like, oh, what are you thankful for this year? And then Gramps is like, oh, I'm happy for the roast beef hot open sandwich that Robbie brought in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> No, no, you're right. Gramps is getting happy about yeah. the Smoots things that are the around kill. the room. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs>
2: But I, I think of I need to think about that. Like, what am I worried about with Robbie? Yeah. I mean, Robbie is a grown man. Yeah. So I guess I, I don't know. I don't want Robbie to be alone. That's so I true. do want him to have love. I want him to find love. So I guess it might be even a little selfish. So I would like Robbie to maybe take a pause. But Robbie says this. He goes, what am I supposed to do? I date somebody I like. And what am I supposed to do? Not not pursue the relationship. Because so he makes sense. I mean, he's not you know, he's not an idiot. He's good. He's.
3: It's hard to argue with Robbie. No, yeah, Robbie's a, no,
2: no, Robbie's a good arguer. But all the Robinsons are. You don't want to argue with a Robinson for yeah. sure.
3: So I realize it's a difficult task. Well,
2: so we'll get back to what I was saying. But let me go back to arguments. When I when I argue with my father when I lived with him, I remember as a kid, I never won an argument with him.
3: Yeah, you've said this before. I've never
2: you? won one. And I always thought, man, maybe he's really good. But it's not that he's great at it. It's that. Fuck you. That's why he wins. He doesn't care what you say. (laughs) He's not even listening to you. So that's what I realized when it's like, he'll go back and and he'll go, that's not what I said. And then I'll go, no, this, 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 this. I'll walk him all the way down. I'll take him all the way from, uh, go collect $200. He'll go right back and go, I never said that. So you can't really Uh, win because he won't, he'll concede nothing in an argument. That's not really Robbie. I mean, Robbie makes sense. You know what I mean? And and maybe it doesn't make sense for Robbie to take a pause. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What the hell do I know?
3: The Woodworths are an easy group to uh, argue with because they're, they're, you, you could easily win an argument against any of us. But we also... Uh, we also have a tendency that if we feel like we're losing too much, violence, we will, we, violence is number 1. Number <laughs> 2. <say> <laughs> number 2 is uh the number 2 is also go well I guess I'm just a piece of shit. That's the, yep. the that's <laughs> usually yep. the go-to that's one. That's so
2: funny because Katie was in an argument with somebody who's a family friend mm-hmm. and she said, "Hey, you're shitting on everything I say." And he goes, "Oh, I guess I'm a piece of shit." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like what? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? So I do understand that tactic because then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, no, no.
3: I don't think you're a piece of shit. And all of a sudden you're winning. Yeah. Then you somehow have, have turned the tables with no facts. Right. Or not, you've never done all. anything. We've Nothing just...
2: warrants what you just said. <laughs> We've emotionally but... attacked you in a way. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden <laughs> I have to defend myself for not saying that you're a piece of shit. I
3: got it. Yeah. So that's fun.
2: All right. So, Robbie, where are we on Thanksgiving? Where, where are we as of today? I will be coming alone.
0: Oh, uh, I'm almost kind only, of bummed out about that. Not only that, I'm not going to see her for that entire weekend of my birthday. Damn.
3: four-day
2: weekend. I thought you were going to say not only that, we've broken up and I have a new <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but but she is coming. <laughs> She'll be there. <laughs> She's promised to
0: come over on Wednesday before, but she will be busy with her family that entire What weekend. do you mean come mm. over? To your house or oh, to yeah. this?
3: Okay. Did okay. she? Did she in turn invite you to to th- their Thanksgiving, Robbie?
0: No. Oh. Ooh,
2: well,
3: maybe I she's not really? that fucking. It into Sounds you. promising. Yeah.
0: Does, is that a concern? I'm not concerned at all. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Things are going well. Okay. Where'd you guys meet? On um Hinge.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah,
0: Robbie. So we've told this
2: before. Larry doesn't know, but it, and the audience does. But Robbie is the. He was the. uh Lewis and Clark of online dating. It's true. Nobody online dated before Robbie except for the other people he was dating. That's it. Those I, are the I, only I, people.
0: I really should have been the one to invent match. I mean, yes, I was meeting people in AOL chat rooms in the 90s. I was That's hit. Hey, I,
3: was, I, I hit up a girl on AOL instant messenger. Tell chat. me what, to what was your play? um i i wasn't it was mostly through my other buddy and i was kind of the wingman and then i got in that way but her name her, her online name her aol name was tasty angel yes too. of
2: course yes that's the first yeah. spelled <laughs>
3: t-a-y and then i met her at and her friend so did she I, look like a succubus Actually, she Tasty Angel was great, but she was there really for my friend Sean, and I got the other one that was looked more appropriate. Like a right? Looked out. more, looked more appropriate. Like she me. looked we hungry. Looked, we looked like the natural disasters <laughs> in sixth grade. And, uh, <laughs> I pulled up, and I I don't know why I did this. My friend Sean Laskwich, shout out Sean L. Uh, I'm he, sure he's listening. He he's an avid listener, and uh, we rolled up there, and. I have this thing where, it, especially in a first impression, I don't, I don't really care what it is. I'm going to do something silly no matter what. It's, it's how I've always been. Well, that's and, the right um, thing to do because that's gonna, you. You're going to be funny, and they have to know that. And this was in a time you, I, you'll be – you'll. You'll understand that where we don't we didn't have cell phones at the time, so we had to go say okay, we're going to meet at the Columbia Mall at this location right. at this time. See you at the food, and court, so, food right. court, and we don't even know what these we don't know what these chicks look like. It's like I, we really don't know. We, we could be running into anything. We've got a loose description that they've told us what they look yes, like. Yes, it was right? hard to send pictures so, back. then. What did you say you looked like? A cherub.
2: Just uh,
3: I just said I. I, said, uh, I don't remember how I described myself. I want to say honestly. I think I just told him what shirt I was gonna wear, where which I'm pretty 99 percent sure was a giant like full size uh silhouette of uh uh michael richards from seinfeld did you say i'll be wearing a shirt with a shirt. silhouette
2: of kramer on it, and they yes. go oh
3: sorry we're busy <laughs> <laughs> but i remember walking up to these girls and like my friend sean he's like play cool man we're on a, this is basically a double God, date. i don't do like this.
2: that i don't like that he's coaching you
3: well he he's also kind of he's a weird one too but he's like a quieter he's like a he's a very eccentric jewish man so was like he's a little bit more nervous than i am okay and we walk up and he's like uh, she looks at us and he's like, uh, Sean, e- Eric, and I just go, uh, oh nine. This is Pieto and I am Frits, and I just <laughs> okay, pretended to be German. <laughs> hey, right. Sean was fucking pissed at me for the rest he of the was. day that I did that. <laughs> he's like, he's <laughs> like five fucking. The first second we walk up, man, the first second you can't and you now can't hold yourself back. He's for married that long. to that woman now. He's single and still living the goddamn dream. You know, good for him. Good for him. All right. So what Robbie would do when
2: he actually Robbie lived with me for a time. Very short period, maybe like couple months, maybe. What do you think, Robbie?
0: not even that. It was a handful of months. It this was this was, um, uh, this was taught, discussed before on the
2: yeah, show. Yeah, I know. I'm just telling Eric about it. Yeah, but, they don't. Larry and, and Eric don't know this story. But what would happen was Robbie would come in from work. He would get on his computer, click, 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 click. He would then, ten minutes later, he would leave with a backpack. Okay. Some days he would come back toned. with that backpack, and other days he wouldn't. Oh, so that's how it worked when he was online dating. And I was like, wow, is it really that seems odd. But now, heaven forbid, I've said this already, Katie, she falls, somebody shoots or whatever. I would online date. Larry, you online date, right? Mm hmm. Now Larry's good looking though, you know what I mean. So Larry can only blow yeah. it with his personality. You follow know I'm saying? Yeah. Larry's
3: Larry. already got a foot in the door. She's he's already got an automatic swipe right. Yeah, fucking handsome L- say, piece all of this shit. guy. Yeah,
2: this guy's good looking. <laughs> and then Larry gets there and he's smoking and everything, and they're like, ah, uh-huh, never mind. But um, actually, you know, what? I did go. So so here, full disclosure. La- I went on a setup with Larry. Did we ever talk about that, Robbie? Going on that setup with yes, Larry? Yes, you did.
0: You talked about it on the mm-hmm. show actually.
2: And and it, first of all, I love Larry. I do. I love him. You know, I make one friend a year. Larry's my friend from this year. He's one of my very best friends. I love him. But he's a smoker. He does. And he doesn't just smoke, he smokes menthols and he chain smokes, right? I was us outside mentioning how disgusted I was by him. Some so people aren't going to be able to handle that. <laughs> and that's what happened. She's like, that's where I draw the line. Oh, smoking? The smoking, yeah. But yeah. it didn't, Larry's like, mm-mm, you have to be into smoking if you're going to date me. <laughs> Things happen on my terms. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, I'll never give
3: it up. Gonna, you know what happened with Larry? She' uh, have been like, you have to smoke this pole if you want me to quit. Tell and me. Not, yeah, not and she that. said, no, matter of <laughs> fact, I don't even like the smoking. Why would I now suck your dick? I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> so I will say this. So Larry, uh, uh, I've definitely spent some time with Larry's family. So oh. I know Larry's parents, and I also know Larry's. Are they coming to Thanksgiving? Robbie, Robbie's dating his mom. No, No. yeah. So, so I know Larry's parents. I also know Larry's grandmother, mom, mom. Okay. And mom, mom texted me the other day.
3: Oh, shit. Do you know about this, Larry? He knows. Yeah. And she you said, You know, mom, mom's sliding up in the yeah. Robinson DMs. And and... I said, Send nudes. <laughs> no, no. No, that didn't happen. But and I You know, just get these two fucking tube sock titties that get sent to your. I mailbox. said, <laughs> She goes,
2: What are we going to do? We have to get Larry to stop smoking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, she's uh, working on an intervention. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a
2: little torn because, first of all, I'm not that kind of friend. Yeah, right? I'm a friend. It's like, I'll be here when you get lung cancer. I'll come to the hospital. I'll I, help wipe your ass. I'm not the guy who's trying to prevent it.
3: I can honestly say Joe has never given me any type no. of uh, any advice that would improve my life.
2: Listen, I, I, have, tell a, you that. I have a lot of friends <laughs> who make bad decisions. Yeah, right. As you know, my friend Erica, right? <laughs> they make bad decisions. And when they do, I let them make them. What are you going to do? I don't try to mm-hmm. prevent them. And then when the decisions are bad and all of a sudden your life's shit, I'll be there like, all right, cool. What do you need? A place to live? Do you need some money for food? What do you need? You know, I, I, you need a change of clothes, who, need therapy, whatever. I'm there
3: to do that. Who do you, uh, so out of your group of friends, where do you draw the line? Who can't stay at your house? Of my friends? I'd say, let's say people who are on the fringe of friendship. Like, just if Chris is down and out, does Chris Restivo get to stay? <laughs> Chris is not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing some names out there. No, Chris, uh, he's up, not... man? There he is. There he is. Yeah, no, Chris, uh, so we're talking about friends, right? Yeah, friends. We're talking about friends. Does uh, former show announcer Tim?
2: T- well, here's the thing. So, uh, we've talked about this when you say, all right, who's the most ridiculous person you know? And then, and then... You try to say all right, but you have to know them. It can't just mm-hmm. be somebody who you know of, right? Right. right. So obviously, you know uh, Gary Busey. That doesn't count. I don't know him. I don't know of him. But I'd open up my home for Gary Busey, of course, at least, you least would, for a right? day. Well, at least for the story. So, but even those people that are the most ridiculous friends that I have, mm-hmm. Tim being one of them, Mickey, you know, people <laughs> yeah. that are ridiculous, they still can
3: stay when at my house whenever they want. You, you, so. He gets thrown out of his house tomorrow. Who? He's standing out front of there with all of his stuff. Does Jeremy Woodworth gain entrance? Man, that's a <laughs> tough one. Now, here's the deal. Because he's on the edge of, I would say, the Joe Robinson friendship No, past. no,
2: Jeremy and I are friends. Okay, so if Jeremy's out in front of my house,
3: mm-hmm. first of all- The one I, that's not even built. he's, he's But he's I respectful, have to
2: go to Katie, he's not going in. And I'll say, <laughs> Katie, what do we do? Because I'm fine with it, but I, I can't lose my marriage over it. That is true. Okay, And then if she's like, oh, yes, he got to go down in the unfinished basement Mm -hmm. where he can shed and we can sweep up or whatever. We
3: could shade him to the radiator in the corner and we'll give him 50 foot of rope so he can't come upstairs ever. So I will say if I am if I were single, Jeremy could stay
2: with me for two in two seconds. Fuck yeah. But married, (laughs) I don't think that I could. Yeah, I
3: think it's a rough. It's a rough call. I
2: don't think that that would be allowed. I don't want to pin it on my wife, but it
3: would be on her. She'd be the one to say no that's true but for me but then but see that now you say that now that this is on record right now now they'll know that if it doesn't happen it's because Katie said no and she she wouldn't want to seem like she's being a bitch so I she'll don't, have to she'll have to crack to that
2: I don't think she would I no I think she have no problem saying no he can't stay here <laughs> you're right she has that. a brother who lives in Eldersburg. <laughs> why wouldn't he go there
3: I would I, I my phone I changed my number he's not going
2: to no he'll <laughs> knows where you live he'll just go there if he can get a ride and gas money uh all right so um we're going to do this on the other side we're about okay. to take a break but uh, we, we've had, you know, we had Jeremy on, actually you do now. Jeremy was on the Robin I'm Joe like, show.
3: I'm a regular listener. I'm a regular listener. So I thought it was an excellent appearance by Jeremy. Probably one of his best. Hey, by the way, on the way over here, this is the most excited Jeremy has, uh, most interest in my life Jeremy has had in, in months. And maybe, I dare to say, <laughs> dare to say years. I've gotten about eight text messages today just about my appearance on the Rob and Joe show today. Yeah. And I'm, so...
2: I realized Jeremy, he loves, and I know he, his life almost revolves around this, D and, and E-level celebrity. Yeah, well, he loves them. He loves them. the idea of, I went to Pennsylvania, I saw, saw a person that was an extra in a B horror movie.
3: Yeah. Hey, you know the story he told you last time, right? Uh, I, yes, I'll, about I'll re, I'm willing to reuse this, but uh, on quality time, we were like, Jeremy, what were you worried about telling us that thing? I was like... And then I I told him, I was just like, well, you know, if he to, if he guy finds out about it, he's not going to be able to uh, go to that Panera bread that he manages anymore. <laughs> and he will never so, get the inside scoop on all these stories.
2: And let me refresh your memory. The story was that the kid from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead was in an argument with the kid who stuck his tongue on the pole in a Christmas story over Corey Feldman. Yeah. And Jeremy thought. That if he said something on the Robin Joe show, it would filter back to them, and then he wouldn't be able to spend time with them when he went to these shitty horror conventions. Is that
3: essentially that, uh, it to the to the T, right okay. there? Okay, but he's hung out with the guy twice now. So which guy, Flick? Yeah, Flick. Him it, and Flick are boys now. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I will say, out of all the celebrities Jeremy's met, that I I did I only felt jealousy for one, and it's you none know, of your listeners would be impressed by this, but I really like the band Guar. Okay. OK. And one one horror convention, they had one of the members of Guar and Jeremy got to hang out and uh, uh, do illicit drugs with him. In oh, the what drugs? Of the night. Just the ones that people are like basically legal now. Just the weed. Oh, OK. He got to smoke weed with him. But Jeremy doesn't do that. But he was like, how many chances am I going to have to do this? And so he had to go. Oh, Eric, do you think um,
0: Jeremy it? will be allowed to stay at Flick's house? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you think you guys can get Flick on the show? To uh, ask Flick, him about we wouldn't Jeremy's have thing. Flick on the show. Well, <laughs>
2: actually, now he's worth having on the show.
3: Yeah. Say, we learned about you through Jeremy, and
2: uh... if Flick said, yeah, I'll, "I'll be on the show," but it's going to cost you twenty dollars. I'm like, sorry, that's a that's outside of our budget. Flick, you can't come on. But uh, I, um, okay, oh I just lost my train of thought. It's about it was something similar to Jeremy Gwar.
3: loves Jeremy loves these D level celebrities. Oh, that's I do remember. I was I was going to say,
2: I don't ever told the story on here, but uh, one time when I was doing nights on 98 rock the DJ on before me, uh, was stash.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Another short fella.
2: And stash, uh, had the insane clown posse on his show. Oh, okay.
3: I and, like ICP. I would love to meet ICP. I and, bet you they're fascinating. And
2: I remember that, Violent J, is that the bigger one? Is that the, Who's the heavier uh, one?
3: Violent J is the little one, and I think it's uh, Violent J and...
2: Shaggy Tudo. Shaggy
3: Tudo. No, you're right. Violent J is the big one. Oh,
2: so Violent J was walking around the halls. Mm-hmm. He was by himself. He was looking for the restroom, and he was in full clown makeup. There's nobody with him, and he was just waltzing through the halls. I
3: Because that's how they live. Well, They're his juggalos. show ended
2: at 7, and mine began at 7. And so he was in the halls at 7 p.m. There's nobody in the building. He's just walking around. <laughs> and I remember Stash bragging that he was going to hang out with Violent J. And sure enough, they did. They went to the strip club and hung out.
3: <laughs> I bet you that was a good hang, though. Do you uh, think they saw a Curse for Steve, Uh, like 19-year-old Chris Restivo? No, this was
2: in 2007, so how old Hello? was
3: Chris Restivo then? 15? Yeah, probably. He probably wasn't, like probably wasn't seeing strippers at that time. Pro- probably. Make your dream team stripper team. It's Chris Restivo, Violent J, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Woodworth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Woodworth doesn't frequent strip clubs, does he? And uh, <laughs> No, he doesn't, but I, he, he's been dragged before oh and uh and Robbie's beanbag be that's my dream team right <laughs> all there. right
2: well let's take a break uh Jeremy Woodworth sent us a song I know nothing about it I don't know the subject matter all I know is that Robbie's going to be annoyed and it's going to be not melodic that's the only thing that I know <laughs> so on the other side of the break we're going to give
0: this sucker a listen hello This is Justin Schlegel, actor, comedian, radio personality, father, philanthropist. In this holiday season, get ready to laugh your fat jolly ass off when you see Die Laughing Productions' new murder mystery, A Murder on 34th Street. It's Christmas Eve, and while last-minute shoppers fill the streets of New York's Herald Square to find the perfect gift, one person will find themselves murdered. It will be up to Clark Griswold, that's me, to save Christmas and solve the case. Come out, enjoy a show, and maybe even join the cast yourself. Eat, drink, laugh, solve a murder. You're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Debuting December 11th at the Bright Box Theater in Winchester. For upcoming show dates and more info, please visit die The Robin Joe Show. Can I give a shout out?
3: Of course you can give a shout yeah, out. give them.
0: I want to say happy birthday to the man responsible for Joe's broadcasting career and also the star of the stage, Mr. Mickey Coachella.
2: No, I love Mickey. And I went to the Mickey Coachella. I went to his show.
3: And I didn't get the real breakdown of that. But I know I feel like I'm not going to get it here. I got to well, get you no, after no, no. the show.
2: Well, no, no, no. I will tell you the truth. First of all, I was fascinated by it because a lot of it, I was involved. Like, I know I was there for a lot of it. Okay. You know? And, and Mickey told the story. Story arc of of how he got onto ninety eight rock, and that's really the pinnacle of his life. So he had success in comedy. He then had success guesting on ninety eight rock. He then had enough success that they gave him a night show. He went to afternoon drive. He went to mornings. He was the biggest name in Baltimore radio. That's what yeah, happened for sure. Okay, and then he has social anxiety, and it it ended up taking him down, down in a trajectory. Until then, the end where it's failure. But the problem is, is that the end of the story is the failure, and then
3: that's it. We're there, <laughs> and then they just leave you with the popcorn. Well, you know, there's you know, no redemption at the, the end. That's the thing.
2: It's like, and I love this guy.
3: Oh no! And I want
2: there to be. So it's not funny, but but I'm like, well, that sucks because you know, first of all, I want something good to happen to him, but really. He's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and and, 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 then... Good night, right? So that's it, right? (laughs) And I'm not going to say, but he really tried to unburden himself from some things that he obviously
3: felt an immense amount of guilt for. I I know it was a stage production and stuff like that. Was it... Is how uh, how theatric is it? Like, is there like a scene where like a giant coffee cup comes up? He's like, "I will ruin your day today." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like, (laughs) no. So, (laughs) okay. So let me say this about musical standing there like. So
2: so, there was a set that had the home that he grew up in Mm -hmm. and a street sign of the street he grew up in then a brick wall and a microphone that represented the comedy club. And then the next one was a studio. It had like a, a, a microphone and a headset. Mm-hmm. So he just stood in front of the three when he was telling tales that involved those different things. Okay. And the set was, I think about it. Cause I think about die laughing productions where We're like, where are we going to get a clock? You know? And then, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it made me feel shitty about myself because we spend about $16 on props
3: yeah, I mean it looked, it am like, like
2: hey a good Eric, set. don't forget to bring the Spider Man suit that we bought three years ago. It still smells. We never
3: wash washed it. Oh yeah. We so, th- there's been some bad things about th- some wardrobe for me. Yeah,
2: so that's what we do, and then he did one show. It's not like this thing's gonna go tour Broadway. He did one show.
3: Well how was the turnout for it?
2: Turnout was good. It probably like two hundred people there, right? Okay, solid. So but I think about that like I think about Die Laughing. And it's like we want to be good, really good, but we also want to make money. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we can't... Like, we do. We just did a murder mystery where we do a, uh, uh, um, a uh, Halloween on a movie, a horror movie. Well, all we do is use the stage there. We use one of their tables. We mm-hmm. get some shitty lamp that somebody already had. We get a rug that somebody already had. Yeah. We get a phone that somebody already had, and then action. The,
3: the goal is actually to spend as least money on production as possible. <laughs> right. That literally is a... It's like watching, uh, like one of those great, every die laughing production is like watching, um, the iron chef. You're just, you're given a basket of materials. <laughs> yes. You got to go in and you got to make it happen right now. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so, so the set was beautiful. It was, they did a great job. But of course in my head, it's like, God, how do you pay for this? That's yeah. the first thing. Then it was directed by somebody. I'm like, well, why is it directed by someone? How does that make sense? Why is it directed by anyone? Isn't it a one-man show where... What did she say? Action! And then he just started talking? Hey, hey Mickey, don't forget the part where you fucked up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think here you should inflect <laughs> the... That's when I fucked up, not that's yeah. when I fucked up. Is know? there
3: anybody else in that comes in to no. play at all? Like, no, as a it's side not really a or play. It's, it's more Just of like... spoken word. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Okay. Like
2: the John Leguizamo, what it was called, uh, Super Freak or whatever the fuck is. thing like, was. It's
3: basically like the, the, the Coachella monologues.
2: Yeah, and okay. again, I, I want to make sure I do it justice. I was intrigued the whole time, right? Obviously, I don't like that there's no redemption, but that's the story, so... There's that. The set's great. One thing that did distract me a little bit. So it's directed by Rain Pryor, mm-hmm. which I like that he wanted to have an affiliation there. Maybe he's trying to, because she had a one one woman show as well. And maybe that's the idea is to maybe take this somewhere. I have difficulty finding an audience for this story because you have to know Mickey and nobody knows him outside of Baltimore. So it is intriguing, but you take it to pittsburgh they're like why do i care about this person right so it's not that it's it is good
3: hey it's a, you just switch one thing and now it's fucking 98.6 the fucking rock in pittsburgh <laughs> and now it's a whole new story right he's
1: got he's to come back he's got to come back and he no, could be no, a motivational he, speaker he could do a second one if he comes back
3: that's a better story but anyway it's good i don't it was like a sure. thing where he fucks up. He's just like, so I was hosting the Raven. Boo- I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> 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 had to wind it winded back. <laughs> so, so
2: one thing he said was he told the story about how his dad and his friends were listening to this thing and they were cracking up. He was in the other room. Mm-hmm. He was like, I wonder what that is. I wonder what's so funny. And then that after they all left he went in and he listened it was a richard Pryor album <gasps> and he put it on and it was the funniest thing he ever heard and ever since mm-hmm. richard Pryor was his comedy idol well he named his kid carlin so it didn't <laughs> really <laughs> ring you know what i mean and then you're like well that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because Pryor is a perfectly fine name yeah and so i knew why he did that he wanted to pay homage to the daughter of the I mean, the, he wanted to pay homage to the father of the person that was directing his show, yeah, which I have literally and, no problem with. And but. there's
3: there's one thing that, I mean, I get that he changed it for that, and, and because originally I'd seen Mickey's screenplay for it, and <laughs> okay. that part was actually just supposed to be the actual... It was weird that he had a record of it, but it was actually Gallagher. <laughs> an audio an audio version only and of Gallagher. And ever since then, and then Gallagher's <laughs> daughter comes and directs it. No, but... Uh,
2: but I I enjoyed it. There's one thing though, and I just watched Jerry Seinfeld talking about ending the Seinfeld show. Mm-hmm. Talk, I, I, and what he said was, we could have done more seasons, but I wanted to leave right before I left too late.
3: Yeah, I that's wanted. Perfect.
2: That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to happen. So, Mickey did this show it was an hour and a half long. It was thoroughly enjoyable. And then we're like, oh, cool. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And He goes, all right, guys. I appreciate you being here. If you guys will indulge me, if you want to stick around and come out, I'm going to do some stand up. Oh, oh. So he does. He does stand up. After. Well, I laughed. And I, <laughs> listen, no, no. Listen, I love this guy. I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent. I love him.
3: I love Mickey. I, do. I know you do. But the, hey, that's very funny, though. But but I. I know this. Hey, but your favorite, your least favorite thing is self-aware. You you hate when people are not being self-aware of themselves <laughs> and that's not a self-awareness thing. Well, 90 I, minutes get the fuck out of there. I okay? think about
2: that. It's like, okay, you guys want to go see Mickey tonight and and you go, yeah. You go, all right, let's get a babysitter. What time do you think we need the baby? Well, the show starts at 7. Let's say it ends at 9. I guess maybe till 10. Then next thing you know, it's 11. You're still there. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even if you're enjoying yourself, you're like, I can't do this
3: again. Yeah, you don't want to come back to it. That's and the that's problem. That's
2: what always bothered me. And I used to call it leaving, leave them wanting less.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. And
2: and and I and I get it. I get it. Mickey's a great stand-up, and those people are there to
3: see him. So I do understand that. Well I have seen I've, I've been on many shows with Mickey and uh, I consider I consider him a friend he doesn't call I'm sure he doesn't call me as much as you. I get a random call from him every once in a while uh, but I also know that he is a, he is a glutton for his stage time man when he's up there and he's fucking rocking and rolling he, well, I don't think he can ever let it go until yeah, he's gotten everything out of him. There's a got. reason
2: all of us do this you know? most of it is narcissism and horrible insecurity, right So we yeah. know why we're doing this right? And Mickey's a really good performer and he is going to get some monster last. But here's what he does. I love the guy, by the way. I want to make
3: sure I make that clear. You've done a very good job. I feel like I've been mean, but that's cool.
2: So what he does is he gets on stage and he's crushing and he doesn't want to stop feeling that way, which I get. So he keeps going, keeps going until sometimes he loses them. And then he's like, all right, now I have to get him back.
3: Yeah, it's so like he's... gambling, though. <laughs> then you're like, right. it's like when you get down at the fucking table, and exactly. now you're like, I got to keep playing until I get, my, get him fucking back.
2: So now, Mickey, and then he does get him back. Mm-hmm. Once he gets him back, he's like, I want to stay here again. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's always, and I remember, and Robbie was part of this, too. But So Mickey used to do the Baltimore Comedy Factory. I don't think I'm exaggerating, Robbie. I think he did seven times a year. Oh,
0: sure, easily.
2: And you know who his feature was for all seven? It was me, right. And so there's no exaggeration. Each year I'd do probably 50 shows with Mickey between the Baltimore Comedy Factory and whatever else was going on, right? So, I mean, I've seen Mickey more than I've seen any other comic in my life. But also, after the late show, Mickey and I would go to Sabatino's. We liked hanging out with each other, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to wait for him to get off stage in order to do that. <laughs> So I would be there, and it would be a fucking hostage situation. And I'd be there lighting him, and he, Mickey would be like, "Hey, there's Joe Roberts. They've already seen me, right?
3: <laughs> Bring him up one more time." No, and they're like, "He's trying to. He
2: wants to go to Sabatino's. Like he's taunting me
3: while I'm there lighting him. Like, motherfucker, let's go. Okay." The first time I ever met Mickey, uh-huh. uh, I actually, I, I it was, God, it was like early two thousand, maybe like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was probably out of college, uh, just starting out in comedy, and he had open auditions for his TV show "Raised on the Radio." And I, <laughs> I, had, I went to a Hunt Valley Mall, and I waited in like a long line of people to audition for this. Oh, did you wanted, get in? Didn't didn't I did get in, and I did audition. He was very kind to me, um, and then, uh, but I was there with. Um, How old were you? I was probably twenty-two, yeah, 23, young. something like that. And then, uh, uh, I was uh, also in line with. Uh, Really close to with Tim the Thunder Walrus, uh, Yarosh. Okay, <laughs> so that's who, hey, that's who I spent a lot of my time in the line with, right? And he goes, he said, How many people were in the line? I I'm, I'm not lying to you there's over 100 people for Seriously. sure and we were near the front me and Jeremy were both there to Jeremy try Jeremy also audition Jeremy also read with me cuz he convinced me to come to go read for this cuz he had, <laughs> he'd advertise on the radio so we all showed up right thanks hey. for
2: showing up guys
3: hey, we'll but, call you hey do, but I always thought it was really funny and I like Tim Yarosh just to be clear but Tim Yarosh was just like Phew. Yeah, Mickey won't hire me anymore because I crushed too hard in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> but really, he's just been hiring Joe Robinson this entire time. If that was you back know? then,
2: uh, that was the Joe Robinson days. That was yeah, the Joe yeah.
3: Robinson yeah, era yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, so. for sure. But, uh, but you're lucky. If you were as funny as Tim
2: Yarish, he wouldn't have hired you. you <laughs> well, <know> that. <laughs> that's the thing, man. I think about that because I just got on stage again and we got to get to this Jeremy song. But
3: Hey, you did great, by the way. Well, thank you. Don't you have to. But back then, I was a beast. Back then. I know. Well, you beat Seton Smith at a a, a comedy (laughs) competition. Yeah, and Doug Powell.
2: And, And back then, I was really good. And, of course, the reason I was really good, first of all, my confidence was through the roof. Because every single time I got on stage, it was at a comedy. Imagine this. How many shit shows do you have to do a week?
3: Uh not right. any, now, not many, but yes, many sure. through the last yeah, two. You know, <laughs> there's eight people in
2: the audience, seven of them are comics. The other one hates you because they're fucking one of the other comics. I didn't have to do those rooms anymore because every time I worked with Mickey, there was a hundred plus people in the audience. They all were couldn't wait to see me. And so it was yeah. almost like softballs. And so you learned a little bit how to be funny, but also, you know, comedy mostly comes from confidence. And so I had it was brimming and you could say whatever you could do, whatever. Uh, of course, then when you don't write a joke for 10 years, eventually the bill comes due. And that's, yeah. you know, what happened. But uh, I just lost my train of thought. But but anyway, that's that's the back then. Those were the salad days. Mm. You know, and Mickey was at the very, very height, and we would we would perform at the Baltimore Comedy Factory. He
3: would pack it, dude. He, I I've been in yeah. many of these shows. So yeah. I got to I got to host for him a couple of times. It was uh he he the man drew for years and years, and yeah, not yeah. just like every show he was on. It was great.
2: Yeah, and he well he had two hundred people at this show.
3: He still got it.
2: Man. The show, yeah, the show. I mean, he, he doesn't,
3: did. but like, yeah, it's <laughs> anyway. Well, Jeremy, uh, I guess he found out you were going to be on. I guess last week. Yeah, yeah. So he's been very excited about this. He sent me this song. So Jeremy writes songs for, for Quality Time occasionally. Oh, I hear not, him. not nearly as much as he wants to write songs for the Robin Joe Can show. Can I say
2: though. this? When I hear the... I usually hear about the first 10 seconds of the song, and I'm like, is there any melody? And if there's none, I just click through it. I can't... Unless yeah. he's going he,
3: to... I need a He's a, a man who likes his... Me- he's a man who likes his metal, and he likes also... If it's one thing I know about Jeremy, he likes a song to actually kind of assault you in a way that is distaste. They Part of him wants you to dislike it so much that you yeah. like it. challenging, He's very... almost
2: trolling you. Yeah,
3: yes. it is a troll. It yeah. is a, it is a troll in many sense. Now, for for every docking with our son, sometimes you get a you know thirteen ghosts, which is one of his most annoying well, you just songs. you Mentioned two but, great um, of
2: the songs that I enjoy,
3: but yeah, then you get a lot of ones with this echo and stuff in between. Um, yeah, that, that you're just you know what, you power through them in the hopes <sighs> that you get to a nice little jam. Now, I will say, I've I've listened to this song, and um. It is is pertinent for this show. Okay. It's pertinent for you in particular. Okay. And uh, I don't think we have to listen to the whole time song. But, uh, Robbie, since you've listened to it, we need to at least we need to get to the uh, at least the part where the soap happens. OK, that's all uh, I have. Well, all right.
0: I was going to say it's three minutes. We long. don't need
3: to do all three minutes. But I. But think you it's only like, need about
0: three seconds to get <laughs> it. No, 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 no. All do.
3: right.
2: <laughs> I will be the person to stop it. OK, <laughs> if it's up to Robbie, we're barely going to get into it. But good. Give it a play.
1: <laughs> I wash <lost> my my teeth <laughs> <In the sea. laughs>
2: Oh my God.
1: Wash
2: <laughs> right. So I will say this the the lick is awesome.
3: Hey, he's got some chops, man. He's got some chops.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't mind the riff, right? Robbie, did you like the guitar at least? Yes, the guitar brought me in, and then as soon as he starts singing, I was repelled.
3: Now, I think... <sighs> repelled. I've asked, have played this at
1: Thanksgiving.
3: <laughs> I, I've asked Jeremy multiple times to let me produce his music, because I yes. feel like if he came to the yes. Quality Time studio and did yeah. this... But you have to understand, he also... I can tell you exactly how long he spent on this, and I have recorded things for him. Hey, he doesn't do things. If you get a second take out of him, you're fucking lucky. Yeah. Right now, he's he spent like
0: three minutes and four seconds on he,
3: this. He goes. He goes. That was he. I've asked him to play like a riff before. I'm like, hey, can you do it just but like really like pick this out? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that he a was, diva? That or was perfect this, it's already. It's the effort that he it's, does. It. It's the effort. It's literally mm. the effort. He won't do more than one take, and it is like pulling teeth from time to time if you want it perfect. But I can also get that out of him though because. I, listen, I we start out and then he has one beer and then he has two beers. He's a little bit more receptive to try it. Sometimes right. he gets sloppier, but he's also he can take suggestions at Why that point. don't you bring him so, a twisted
1: tea? See how that ooh, goes.
3: that would be that he just calls that does he, fucking kool aid. He he's his, a he's a professional alcoholic. Does he ever worry <laughs> about uh, mixing his
2: medications with his uh <laughs> with his alcohol? <laughs> I don't think he's ever worried about anything that goes into his body. So here's something crazy. Um are you aware that I sang for Chris Daughtry? Are
3: you aware of that? I am aware that you had to say it in front of Chris Daughtry, and we okay. were supposed to do it again, right? So here is what happened.
2: So we did a Zoom call. We've told about, we talked about it on this show, and during the Zoom call, I sang a song. Paul Mittermeier, the sports guy, sang a song, and Josh sang a song, and then then Chris Daughtry, along with uh, Scott Reardon and Justin Schlegel, were supposed to judge, right? are singing. Mm. And it's going to air on television. Are you aware of that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so, they're
3: like, they're going to fucking put it up and then get comments and then put it for the exactly. uh Justin, Scott and Spiegel show. Well, are right? you aware of what just happened this past week? Yeah. Uh, Daughtry's uh, kid died.
2: Died, yeah. Do you just, know this, Robbie? Yeah, I saw it on the sex string. So that's, I, I'm kind of, I don't know how to feel about this. Well, I'm sad, obviously, but meaning... I don't like to inject myself. I don't know the guy, but I literally just met him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not like I'm an American Idol fan and all that sad, which it would have been, but I actually was talking to this guy a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it seems very, I don't know. I I don't want to act like it's personal to me, but it really kind of is because the guy who I just kind of, I don't broke bread. It's not that, but like I had a rapport with this guy Mm -hmm. and then his kid died. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of rough. It is rough, but I also am not somebody who likes to inject themselves into places where I don't belong. How would you feel about that?
3: I think the worst part would be, you know, singing really shittily in front of Chris Daughtry and then, like, learning that your daughter died and that was the song you listened to right before it. <laughs> yeah, you think, like, that would be, because you're <laughs> the song he listened to me sing. Yeah, like, there's He'll a better that soundtrack. he that song forever. He can yeah. never go back to He's like, it just takes me to a dark place. It probably will. <laughs> I Every time that, he hears ding, your
2: voice. Di- ding, di- ding, di- ding, di- ding.
3: <laughs> I remember that time in
2: my life. No, but it's pretty fucked up because they don't know whether or not they... At first, I heard it was ruled a homicide. Oh wow, which is pretty heavy. Yeah, so somebody murdered. Well, I think Murder. about like what's the worst way for your child to go? I guess a you don't want them to commit suicide because not only are they dead, then you have a little bit to do with it.
3: Yeah, you do, Yeah, then nobody commits suicide, and they don't think it's their parents' fault. And so, suicide is sure. the worst,
2: followed by overdose because you still own a little bit of that. Yeah. but homicide.
3: Yeah, I mean, most of my favorite Steven Seagal movies are based on his children dying at the hands of somebody else. So, yeah, I could see myself growing a ponytail, learning some martial arts, tracking these fuckers down one by one.
2: I guess the best would be (laughs) uh, cancer. I'm mad at that.
3: Cancer? Well, I feel like cancer. I think car uh or fucking horrible accident yes yeah. because it's quick like a like a roller coaster ride that goes around oh, because yeah. hey we were having a fun day and then uh, i can never go back to six flags you oh, know
0: like that movie hereditary
3: yeah yeah where's your oh I, <laughs> yeah go ahead look at the telephone poles, <laughs> yes. kids you know what that's why back, i don't like let
2: accordion. that's why i don't let oscar put his head out the window because uh, of hereditary Cause of hereditary I'm like uh-uh that's you, not what you don't,
3: do don't deprive why Why not just d- not drive right next to the telephone nope, we bowls. just crack <laughs> it he could barely get his nose out Stop. i saw
2: hereditary and he's i can't risk it he's too <laughs> he's too valuable
3: um, all right
2: well we only got just a few more minutes but i wanted to i i when i thought about what we would talk about i realized we would i'm really. This kind of just flew by. Yeah, it hour. went
3: quick. Well, because we can chat all day and stuff. Yeah. We had we got the Mickey thing out. There's Jeremy. We barely scratched the surface on a lot of. But things. I want to talk about your career,
2: okay? Because I think about that. It's like because I think about. Let me talk about my career first. And got I've it. said this before. Where I am in my career, it's the best I could have done. I'm at the very top because I wasn't i by the time i started doing this i already had a family i couldn't go on the road i already had a business i already had a job i couldn't do that so as a part-time comic i've been able to parlay this enough into being a regular on a major radio station working for the ravens you know this podcast is listened to by about as many people as i ever thought would you know what we had 650,000 downloads. I mean, it's, it, I'm at the, basically all I could be. If I could have been more, I didn't want to, I couldn't have efforted. Maybe I couldn't have been. It's good to know your own limitations, but yeah, when I think about you. So when, when I'm like, huh, when I met you and I'm like, Hey, do you want to do this? I, I then see you in the murder mystery. And I'm like, man, cause I went, I've seen like book of Mormon on Broadway and I see mm-hmm. the kind of people that they have to do these things. You don't look too much not like that.
3: That is true. You
2: know, you look a little bit like what I see, and of course, in our murder mystery, you are the guy that I see in those things. You're not. You're not the star, but you're the whatever.
3: I'm a good, I'm a good uh, pop. I'm a good whatever.
2: Right, exactly. I'm you're a good a, character. You're, you're the Kramer the or whatever the guy yeah. is that comes. The new. You're more of a Newman. Sorry. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, you come in, I met what you look <laughs> like. I have no idea about how funny you are. But where you come in and you go, all right, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be. And you know, I mean, so then I'm like, huh? Well, you can't. You're like me. What can you do? Nothing. You have a wife. You have kids. You 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 live in Eldersburg. What you can't go audition for a <laughs> yeah, Broadway there's a, there's show.
3: There's a lot of but yeah, I can't. Are I'm you? Not do are that, you? No.
2: Have you done it? Are you where you are? Where, what do you expect to be other than what you are?
3: Um, I think. Uh, I think I have a. So the real thing – I think about the real thing that I, I, I won't tell you is is that I probably keep it to myself. That's truly – because I don't like – I don't – I forget what the book it was I think it's fish Have you read fish before no I've played the card game but there's there's a book called fish and one of the things in it is that I you love should never, you should never tell uh you should never give uh you should never tell people your dream and your end plan because it opens it up to too much criticism okay and might it might deter you from it okay but just looking at um what I could just end up being, yeah, I could just end up just like very similar to how your run is. Probably worse. I mean, I probably won't even What do you mean worse? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, I have, I just, I have kids that are now 10 and 7, so they're a little bit older. I don't know if it's 10 years. I mean, well, also, I have two girls. They're not going to give a shit. They're not going to fucking want to hang around with me in like four years No, you're right, but you you can't go to Albuquerque, Eric. No, I probably can't.
0: Right. How how many followers do you have on TikTok,
3: Eric? I not a lot, probably like a hundred. You, you should like have that.
0: you should have a million. I should work
3: at TikTok more. I have, TikTok have one is, TikTok yeah. video that went well.
0: Because Joe but, Joe didn't really have the social media availability to him that you do when he started, but you could be a huge star on TikTok. Yeah, but, but your TikToks Eric's, are fun. Yeah, it's but he's better
2: than I am on social media yes. by a lot.
3: Well, I also look at uh, the social media thing. It's a you know you you also played a game with the the people here locally and the people there I you know now i feel like social media now if it's comedy you're playing it's like playing golf you're it's you against the whole world every yeah day no that makes sense and, look, and vying for attention it's almost I, people always say it's like oh you know just you have such a better vehicle but i was like okay with yeah now you have to how you differentiate yourself from there's one thing where i guess you're differentiating yourself from like a couple hundred people right that's still really difficult but now it's like you and not only that, the entire internet, everybody else that does that. And also, yeah. all the other things that are fucking great on the internet. Like, I'm not better than Netflix. No, no, right? no, I know. But what <laughs> I'm saying
2: is that I remember thinking, all right, can I distinguish myself based on what I do and the style of comedy? And I, and I was like, well, I really can't. I'm just another white guy telling jokes about his relationship. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't do inter, I act outs. I don't do, I have to be way funnier than everybody who does the exact same thing that I do. But you can do some things that I can't. And, you know, I think about, like, J.L. Covan. He had one video that hit.
3: Yeah, I also feel like... And that propelled him. I feel like uh, uh, more than ever... I've always been... I do comedy, and just I like to be funny because it, it truly is something I love to do. So I think it's something, no matter what I would do, I don't think I could ever stop doing it because I... It just brings me a level of joy that Not nothing you. else does, right? It also so, is defining you in a way, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, and it's also my way out of the house, right? Like I trade literally. You a, hate I'll being do at home. I get that. I'll right. do. I'll do a show for fifty dollars because I now. Oh well, I'm. I'm getting paid to do this. Right. I, I racked up a seventy dollar bar tab while I was there. <laughs> right, right? right. I yeah. ate. And I did this. <laughs> I was, no, I'm, I'm working. Right. Um. And that's part of it. In the, you know, I feel like I'm at a point where. A lot of folks are. I mean, I think Tommy's and a lot of other guys that I work with a lot. It's like if I, I think if I get an opportunity, if one you know falls into my lap and I get a shot at something really big, I think I really take advantage of it. So, you know, I could be, or I could just be this, and that would be fine. Yeah. Too. No, I'd I hear
2: right. you. I'm going to tell you something you do that annoys me. What's that? And well, I remember I was in the what was it called Robbie the competition that that Doug Powell was in and and it was in the Arlington Draft House maybe it was just called the Arlington Draft House competition and I was in the finals with Doug Doug Powell, Seton Smith, a guy named Richie Redding and me Mm -hmm. and Doug Powell was a tough follow because he was a guitar comic and he was fucking excellent and for whatever reason he didn't take his guitar out and as a result I won... What did I win, Robbie? $2,500 or whatever the hell I won?
0: Yeah, and that bus trip thing, but they never gave it to
2: me. Yeah, you. but the reason... I forgot all about that. <laughs> I went a bus trip and a show to Atlantic City, and I never got it.
0: <laughs> and I
2: wasn't didn't care, but we made fun of it. But anyway, well, the reason that... First of all, you know, I, I, I wasn't funnier than Seton Smith or Doug Powell. I was that day. No, yeah. But yeah. they're funnier than me, but I, that day I was funnier than them. Well, we all agree on that, Joe. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but... But Doug Powell said, I'm not going to bring my guitar up there. And it's not like there aren't guitar comics. I, I get that. But it's a lot. There's a lot more guys going up there just telling jokes than there are guys that are breaking out guitars. And whenever you don't have that, I think that's a mistake. I always feel that way. I'm like, if you do that, it's like, hey, I can do this.
3: Well, I so two things. Because right?
2: you did the same thing Tom Nutty did that night.
3: What's that? Oh, just told jokes? Just told jokes, yeah. I think I told jokes better than Tom See, That's Relax. not the point. The Relax. point is, is
2: that they're <laughs> saying, oh, that guy was better than that guy, and then that guy was good, and then that guy was good. But yeah. remember when that guy sang that song? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty uh, good. Yeah, to me, that yeah, makes that a world of difference. And I, I feel like when you decide, and I don't know if it's like, God, I don't feel like bringing it up and doing all that. Well, well what's going to distinguish you? You can do
3: something that other people can't do. So there's two reasons I I probably won't do it. So I I don't usually uh now if I do like uh a, a, a feature set I, I need to be doing at least like 25 minutes about that I'll bring I'll bring the guitar usually to close out for that um but if I'm doing a host spot I also I don't wanna I, I don't I really don't wanna as a host I don't think it's it's a nice thing to do to somebody. I don't think it's nice to do to Tom Nutty to fucking bury him with a song that I know is going to fucking I hear what crush. you're saying. And listen, not,
2: if it's me, but, I would prefer you not have your guitar up there. But also, you know, your job isn't to make sure that I'm okay. Your job is to be as funny as you possibly can. No, I get that. And hey, Robbie but, will tell but, you too. Hey, it's the, like, second, the second
3: thing, this is, I think this is probably a bigger reason. Is that I uh, when I started out I only did guitar comedy. It was the first thing right. I ever did was just songs, and then uh, I didn't like that um, people would say, "Well, he's, oh, he's just the guitar guy. He can't, he can't yeah, but you're jokes. not." But I. I know that. I know that now. A lot I do of people know that know. now. I've seen you, but, and, and you but can hey, also I don't,
2: tell jokes in between your I, guitar comedy, or you can strum when you do your. I jokes. didn't
3: like. I didn't like when they said it to me, so I said, "You know what? I'll show. I'll show you. I can do it without the guitar." Well, you too. can, and so I can do both now. Now, sometimes it just depends on how much time I'm doing. So, like, if I'm hosting, I'm not. I'm probably not going to bring it, right? But if I'm doing a feature, uh, obviously I'm headlining. I don't. I, I could do 40 minutes of just jokes, but I'd, I'm going to bring the guitar to yeah. finish the fucking hardest and strongest that I possibly can. Well, so. and, and I don't believe... And I think the... Just one last thing. Also, if I'm doing a short amount of time, I, I want to work on new jokes, and I just... if Unless I have a new song that I want to do, which they don't come, you know, like this. I mean, I, I, gotcha. I, I pump out, like... Quality time ones and stuff like that, and ones the ones that you
2: are going to you are going to include in your act,
3: or ones yeah, I, I, and I produce a lot of funny songs, but they they're not ones that I think necessarily translate to on, an on stage right. thing, right, or or not not without multiple people or something like that. So right. I don't have a lot other than like my four or five that I can do um, that I've written for that. So you know th- those are the main reasons. But honestly, the, I think if I'm being honest with myself, it really is just. I wanted to prove people that I could also do that, too. And it doesn't matter. So,
2: so um, um, let me just read some of the comments in chat. Um,
3: uh,
0: full chat tonight, by the way.
3: When you are
2: competing against a guy who peaked at the Bethesda Hyatt, I don't think Eric <laughs> needs to worry about ending up worse. <laughs> 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 Joe claimed earlier he doesn't give advice but keeps telling Eric what he should do. Joe has Eric co-host goes 50 minutes before talking about Eric. Then starts talking about Eric's career by recapping his own.
3: Is that Mac Bergson? Yeah, this is Mac, Mac Bergson. Appreciate that, buddy. Happy
2: traveler used to be a Joe fan. I, and, but I, but I. Have you turned him against? I you turned now? him against
3: me. Yeah, man. He used to defend me. Against, hey, you know what you should do? Is, hey, why didn't you just bring out the guitar, man? And then you, you could have got him back on your side. I can't play <laughs> uh, the
2: guitar. That's the unfortunate thing. Well, I mean, yeah, I do, and, and I guess that's true. What they're saying is like, because I did say, well, I don't really give advice. I'm talking about life advice. Okay. There's a distinction between life. I would never tell you how always life advice. I can tell advice.
3: you, now, now Joe, I can tell you probably in that competition, if I was up with all those, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do a fucking song. Yeah. And it'll be the Judy, that'll be the fuck dog song. And I'm going to play it the hardest I've ever played. Yeah, right. Played it. And you're <laughs> trying to win. 100%. And,
2: and I will also say this, and I, I know Tommy believes strongly this, your, your job is to be as funny as you fucking possibly can be. And, Sometimes you really do a favor for the next person, and sometimes you bury that motherfucker.
3: But either way, that's their fault. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And I always like—I uh, I don't like people to hold up on me. If they're going before me, I, I don't—I truly—I try not to book somebody that I think is bad just to make me look good.
2: Well, why would—nobody would ever and, do that. Yeah, I yeah. want
3: them to do really hard because— sure. Like when I have, I've had to follow people that are really fucking good. Like it gets my, it gets it gets my heart pumping in a way that doesn't feel like anything else. Well, if you want to it be really great, doesn't. you have to be able to follow you know these I mean? people anyway. That's right? what you want to do. Yeah. It may it's the closest thing because I I played uh, sports for so long. It's the closest thing that felt like sports is when somebody crushes before you and you're like, all right, this is fucking it. This is this it's is what you on. have to do right Game now. On. <laughs>
2: so a uh, happy traveler explained that the reason that he turned on me is I lost my humble.
3: Oh, right, oh, I used to be that. humble. When did you have humble?
2: No, I don't think I've ever been called humble. <laughs>
3: hey, we're at, hey, right now we're only on Act Two of Joe Robinson's Rags to Riches to Ruin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I hope I'm not telling a story where I'm sleeping outside.
2: All right, well, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you joining me, Larry. Man, I Thank wish you, we could. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have a conversation with Larry, where Larry tells us about. His life, yeah, Larry. What are you? What act of uh, your fucking life tragedy are you on right now? Actually, Larry, let me tell you something. By the way, if there's any girls out there listening,
3: I really want a girlfriend for Larry. Yeah. Okay.
2: Now, now I should be careful. I need you to
3: send all of the nudes to me because I vet them before Larry before they're acceptable. Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: Because here's the deal. It's not Larry. I do feel like Larry deserves a a good girl because Larry's good. Larry's yeah, no, Larry's a fucking great guy for sure. He really is. He's a good friend. You know what I mean? But he also likes to go out and (laughs) party, (laughs) and a lot of times girls are threatened by that, right? Because Larry goes out. He's how many nights a week do you go out, Larry? As many as possible.
1: Yeah, he goes out like as as soon as you walk in, some blonde comes up and just waves, and then everybody. Everybody's, you know, people are saying hi to you, and then the girl that you're with is like, "Yep, you've definitely fucked her." Yeah, yes. Yep, you've definitely. Yeah, yeah so does uh, Larry, I don't get to hang tough. out with it's
3: Larry. Tough. What, what, it's tough. What, Poor Larry. Does he fucking wear a suit of armor to protect him from the vagina that's well, flying it's
2: that,
1: at him? It, it, yeah, Larry, some bazo.
2: No, Larry can obviously <laughs> get girls. Obviously, he can. I can tell. But La- I want Larry to have a girlfriend. You understand what I'm saying? I want him to have a girlfriend. That's hey. what I'm looking for for Larry
3: because. It also helps in my life. Larry, have you thought about maybe one of the things you could do if you really wanted a girlfriend was maybe play more guitar? Have you, you thought, thought you're about that? that back? Have <laughs> you? That yeah, back. Are you trying not to I? bury <laughs> the next girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your biggest skill? How do you impress a chick other than just your fucking handsome debonair? Larry's funny.
1: I could be... I be funny it's all about timing
3: I can tell he's got like yeah. a swag not like you're not joke joke funny but you can uh, now, I like, can tell you get good zingers well in Larry's there.
1: funny but
2: it, when it usually he lays back and let me do do that work when it's him and I yeah that's good you know he lets he, he he lets me do that and he laughs but but Larry's a funny guy I've never been the serious sexy guy that fucking rules oh look <laughs> hey well, here we go uh, uh, in chat more advice from Joe <laughs> 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 and then happy traveler says Larry does not sound funny.
3: No, Larry doesn't need to be funny. He looks good, you piece of shit. Yeah, he's right. If you're traveler, that good looking, you don't have on, to be funny, right? Relax.
2: You can just be not funny and have a shitty personality. You don't yeah. need to.
3: Larry never had to work that hard never. on his personality. He's, he's never had to impress a, <laughs> a woman's hell. He's had to look and say, I could fix him. Yes. <laughs> we're the, <laughs> you, never, you never Eric and I are going to have to do the heavy lifting. We've got to be jumping
2: around and doing backflips in order to impress a woman.
3: Yeah, I every girl that I've ever fucking been with before my sweet wife was always just like, I was like, well, at least he's nice. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's that's all I ever got. It wasn't. I was telling people recently, like, I'm and I'm not, I'm not a good fucking lay either. You know, like, I, like I, if I was a restaurant, if sex for with me was a restaurant. I wouldn't be one that you, like, made reservations for. Yes, you just walk in, there's plenty of tables. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You literally just, like, more, it's more like you're driving by, and you're like, oh, Arby's. Yeah, I guess I'll fucking stop. It's (laughs) it's here. It's where the fucking meats are. You know what I mean, pal? All right.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Robbie, next week we have the great Justin Schlegel, who's going to be on here, and Mac just said in chat, Justin won't let Joe drone on. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) And then uh, Happy Traveler says, we get Larry and no Katie, at least we get Eric. Fuck well, we yeah. will Thanks, have, happy travels. We will have Appreciate Katie it. on at some point before Rob gets back. We're also gonna have an episode where we have cramps on. That will happen for sure. I got to be well. honest with oh, you. I was yeah.
3: happy that you were here, but I was disappointed because I was teased with having Gramps as the co-host. Well, so. Gramps is right out there, yeah. and as soon as this yeah. show
2: ends, uh,
3: you'll be able to uh, to talk to Gramps for as long as you desire. Hey, what about this? Just, I got I got a show idea that you can continue on. You're going to have Gramps on. What if What if Gramps wrote you maybe some uh, some some hot lady advice that you some could pick up some lines, lines. Some pick up lines yes. for you to use what the you bar. do he'd say first thing is go down <laughs> to the inner city of
2: Baltimore <laughs>
3: find the poorest he puts he puts an insurance suit on him first <laughs> alright keep going keep going
2: alright well hey man I really appreciate it guys for hanging out you got anything to promote
3: uh, you know what uh, ericcomedy.com is where you can find all that I haven't updated shows because I don't have any really in November I just booked some December's December. big day coming for, up yeah for I, die laughing they're starting to roll in so dates will be up there ericcomedy.com there's fucking links to uh, the quality time podcast if you'd like to go check it out uh, what was the movie we just watched yesterday oh yeah the fifth element and you can oh i love the fifth bangers in there Uh, i'm so old i saw the fifth element in the theater i saw i'm pretty sure 97 no i didn't see it but i owned a vhs copy of the fifth element fifth
2: element is a great film i was working
0: in the movie theaters and i showed the fifth element
3: and uh jeremy has a song called uh uh, band-aid uh, Band aid dress, which is pretty. Oh yeah, pretty from uh, so.
2: B, what's her name, um, uh, Mila Jolovich. That's it, Mila Jolovich. So. All right, Larry, do you have anything to promote?
1: Nope. All where right, will you be, where will you be hanging out, <laughs> partying? Next yeah, Larry, women you could, can come. All right, so I'm going to be in downtown Annapolis this week. The, the Acme Man. Bar and Grill, you probably down there too. <laughs> Dock Street, one of them.
2: All right, guys. Well, that's it, Rob and Joe Show. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace out.